Fighting for the powers of evil because good is dumb. This is the Going Deep Show. I am the kid in studio tonight. Nobody, just me and my cup of coffee. Uh, but joining me from parts unknown further south, it is uh, Shithead. What's going on, bitches? If you want to reach the show, 206-202-DEEP's number. Uh, tonight's episode of the show, is I, I can predict, is going to be a little more geeky than normal, which I don't care. I think it's cool. That's what I'm into. I'm into some nerdiness. I, uh, I was hitting the headlines a little bit earlier today. <clears throat> Just a couple, of, a couple of the news headlines. The one that stuck out in my mind, because I'm a sick, twisted son of a bitch, is the... Uh, was it PETA is going to be doing... Uh, a porn site or something? I don't know if I read what? that. Well, that's already been, been done. It's called Bestiality. Bestiality. <laughs> oh, don't tell Dimples. Don't tell Dimples <laughs> about that. She will be pissed. She likes to defend the uh, the innocent, and there's nothing more innocent than the the, uh, the animals of the world. Oh bullshit! They're not innocent. <laughs> Fucking look at a lion. A lion can rip your fucking face off. Is that fucking innocence? Uh, That's true. How often do you run into a lion, though, really? Well, if you're fucking jungle bunny in fucking Africa, you mess with those sons of bitches all day. It's funny because I bring this site up that has a story about PETA launching the porn site, and there's an ad on the the page. You're never going to guess who the ad is for, what what the ad is. It's it's showing the Dennis Rodman. uh, Dennis Rodman naked. Uh, on the on the fucking page, man. In it, on the caption, no stranger to showing a, a little skin. PETA unveils this ad starring uh, basketball icon Dennis Rodman during the New York City Fashion Week. You know, I like my animals. That's I, I got no problem with it. But these fuckers get a little too fucking overzealous with this, don't you think? Yeah, they're Greenpeace and PETA are the number one. Uh, domestic terrorist group in the United States. That's fucking crazy. The uh, the thing is that what they're talking about here are these triple X domains, and and I heard just I didn't even realize these were available yet. Uh, is it true that you can get a triple X domain? Yeah. Holy shit! How long has this been available? I didn't know this. Couple of years, I think. Oh, I don't know because I just heard Leo Laporte talking about it. Uh, on, the, on their site and how they were, they were, people were, I don't know if they're charging like a premium, super premium for, for it. Probably are. Yeah, it's, it says here, Reuters in the midst of a wider explosion of triple X domains reports that PETA doesn't intend, as do so many ethically upright companies, to block its triple X domain. So what I'm gathering from this is people are getting these triple X domains and they're just like totally just sitting on them and making them inactive. Yeah. It seems. Actually, you can go to godaddy.com and it's a minimum of $75 a year. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I'm sure all the good domains are already taken. I guess I just, I never even thought about the, about the triple X or whatever. What would, what would be a great triple X domain? Poopshoot.triplex. It would have to. It would have to be something that ended with like 
you could have it so that the X's would represent something. Like I can see Lisa, was it Lisa Sparks who did, who yeah. has her like extra X's on hers. I can imagine her, she would have a, an extra, extra good domain. I think that worked for her. Yeah. You said yeah. you had a couple things. So what, what were you, what were you thinking about, man? I was thinking about Google buying Motorola mm-hmm. and how pe- and how people are saying, oh, it's they're going to build the first Google phone using Android and shit like that. Well, if my memory serves me correct, they've already made their first phone. It's called the Nexus. Way back when, yeah, I did. I remember that. It was that. What was it? The white one? Yeah, it, it yeah. was a, a white one and a black one. Yep. And, and, and it, that was the one that came out. I, see, back then, I was kind of pumped about the Google phone. And I, w- I was thinking that that would be one of the first phones that I went and got. This is, I think, were they pre-iPhone even? No, they were two years. They, they came around uh, iPhone 3GS. So it's been a, it was a couple years uh, Apple was in the market. See, I've always been a fan of Google. And I think the reason for that is... Is because it reminded me of uh, when I was a kid. Apple was the the computer company that I I used as a kid and and things like this. But it had this kind of, um, they weren't so. I guess I can't I can cannot say they're not evil, but they they they're just they're control freaks. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I have my Apple products. I really like them. They work. They 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 take kind of the underlying technology out of the way of, way of it. But there's not that punk kind of culture is associated with it anymore. You know what I mean? It used to have this. Yeah, it used to be for the top echelon nerds. Now everybody has an iPod, iPhone, exactly. iPad. Exactly. The mainstream mainstream has caught up. Yep. Exactly. And 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 I. And I I don't know if it was a matter of like being a super geek or anything. I think it was more because I was into the art and the graphic design and things like that. So we were, I was kind of just that, that was the way, way I was, but having, not having certain people know about it made, that's what made it cool. And sometimes now, like for instance, my brother, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't have a Gmail account or any of that kind of stuff. And he has like an old Yahoo account. And mm-hmm. he sends out spam like crazy on that thing. He's get, I'm getting all kinds of messages and and I don't yeah, know from what, the yeah from the Nigerian pr- um, prince asking for money. The one thing I wanted to bring up with you and it, to, just to ask if you had any insight in this because read this week she sold her old uh, laptop and old iBook it, because she just wanted to get an iPad because for the most part she's surfing and she's managing a couple of uh, WordPress uh, websites. She's not really doing a heck of a lot with the with the laptop is almost an overkill to have it. So she sells mm-hmm. the laptop gets and she's in the process of getting her iPad. But the thing is, she bought uh, no she sold the the laptop on eBay. Okay, and she was using PayPal to uh, make the transaction. Well, those guys, according to them, they have a policy to hold the money until the uh, the till the, there's a written signed uh, document that the person who has been delivered the stuff has it right. Well, this happened like midweek because Red kept in com- in uh, communication with the uh, the person who she sold it to mm-hmm. well still it wasn't until today this is like almost a week and a half later did they did they release the money how much and first of all they get paid fees you got to pay the extra fees to, for this and the fees for that then they sit on your money for a week and a half so you're talking about 500 bucks worth of cash just 
getting held for seven, eight days. Now, it didn't occur to me. It, it, I remember it now that she said it, but eBay owns PayPal. They do that because back when eBay first started, before PayPal, people were getting ripped off left, left and right. Mm-hmm. It's to, to, to protect the, the person that's buying it and also the person that is selling it. So it's, it's kind of like it's, your bank when yeah. you go in and deposit money or deposit a check, like a payroll check. They hold it for a, a couple days. It's the exact same thing. Is it in their best interest? And this is probably a stupid question, but is it in their best interest to sit on this money for five days um, because they're going to get a, a few pennies extra here as they they have it? You know what I mean? They're going to get get a little. Uh, it's in our account. Here's how much that is there for this amount of time. Do, um, are they making out little by little and, and gathering all this extra money? I, I don't know. I don't know if they do. When I sell my old used computer parts and technology and stuff like that, there's a service called Gazelle. Mm-hmm. They they buy it from you, and it's fair price. And it's on. It's basically their prices are um, based on the um, demand and supply. Okay, so if it's in high demand, you get more money. Mm-hmm. If it's when it starts to wane, the price goes down. Yeah, they also, I was, uh, it was, I was just like laughing because Red is totally trying to find ways not to use eBay and PayPal now and stuff. And she was, yeah. I, I haven't seen her this irate in a long time, and she was just just really going off because everything. The, the woman who she sold it to had the computer, signed the stuff, and 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 she's she waited and waited and waited and waited. She called them up and said, "Hey, the person, everything has gone good. Here it is." And yeah, I, I understand the whole saving their ass pretty much, and yeah, on both ends, but yeah. I don't think they make money off of holding it. Matter of fact, I don't think they make any money until you get get the money. So she's just dead wrong, assuming they're making out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't get paid until you get paid. Cool. Um, you're you're Google Pluser, aren't you? Yes, I am. I t- tell me, you know, I, it's been probably three four days since I've gotten on there and checked stuff out. How how often are you uh, you shooting some things through there? Um, not, I use it more for consumption mm-hmm. than posting stuff, and. For that, it's a lot better. I like it a lot better than Twitter for that because most of the people I follow on Twitter are on Google Plus already. And I can set up alerts and stuff like that, put them in certain circles. And so I can get that information a lot quicker and a lot more in depth than on Twitter. Yeah. I uh, I was talking to Rogue a bit last night and she. She she's kind of she's the Twitter queen uh, who's involved here in this in the show. But I, I I I'm always under the assumption that there are so many awesome things out there on the Internet to lock yourself into one thing to do it. This is kind of why which is the double edged sword with Facebook. I've done such I've done a really good job of making sure that people on Facebook are people I would talk to or meet and, and interact with. And I don't really there's maybe half a dozen people who are on the fringe of uh of friends of mine on Facebook that I could just okay I kind of know this person I may have interacted with them once or twice but you know there there are there are other websites out there than Facebook and Twitter 
you know, and, and, that, and that's the thing that kind of, it doesn't piss me off. It just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Rogue is, as we've learned last night and over the course of the uh, the, the show, she's very opinionated. She likes to throw her, throw her opinion out there, whether you take it for what it is. But mm-hmm. as, as far as I'm concerned, I want to find the, the the new thing and the other cool stuff. You've sent me some really good sites about, um, was it Radionomy was one that you sent me, I think. Um, there's a couple of them that do free ho- you know free hosting for streaming radio shows. You know, a lot of that kind of stuff, which I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that you sent me, I think it was Radionomy, wasn't it? Or was it something yeah. else? The, oh, I read through the terms of service and they they... they the one thing that stuck out in my mind, they couldn't have any any hate speech or any like. I, I think it was real borderline on uh, the cussing and the swearing and the and all that kind of thing. And it, oh. it, what that's caused me to do is go back and look at our show. We really don't drum up a lot of controversy, really. I mean, we may say some stupid shit, but for the most part, we're talking about bodily functions and poopy caca. Nothing too, you know. Yeah. Nothing too but- out there. But I think they would have a problem with uh, a, a woman coming on our sh- our show and queefing. Queefing or, or J-Mac calling uh, bl- little black kids nigglets. Yeah, I think they may have a problem with that. So that's that's one of the reasons I didn't uh, I didn't start to um, use but, that surface. But I mean, for what we might what we want to do, maybe if we're going to do, we, we may do an office show, do a little text show like we're talking now. But we might use that because we know we're not going to be drumming up any uh, no any any hatred. Except you might get some nerdy guys saying, you guys suck. Yeah, guys but I, it's, a, it's a weird industry now that anybody can be put their stuff out there on YouTube. Believe it or not, there's people, uh, there's a conference called VidCon where it's a bunch of people from YouTube and stuff like that. They come uh, do, do panels and stuff like that, and they're making money off of youtube there's uh like uh phil defranco he does it's he does a, a daily blog a video blog and it's more like politics and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's his full full day job he See, does that, nothing but does that would be nothing so but awesome that. that would be great to do that you know in this is kind of it must be very similar to what the guys who created the Farmvilles of the world for on facebook and in the you remember before uh, before that they had the Scrabble. Scrabble had a fucking panties in a bunch about the people playing Scrabble on Facebook too. But yeah, they, yeah. They, these where the crowd is. You got to go where the crowd is. And right now, I do I do appreciate the the Twitter. Mm-hmm. But what I find hilarious is when Rogue says to me, "Ah, Facebook, whatever." I'm like, Are you, I mean, what's it's not. <clears throat> I don't know. People get really invested in their thing, you know, and, and over the course of probably the last five years, like we talked about at the beginning of this, uh, this show, you, you, you grew up with something and this is what you used. But if you close yourself off from the other stuff, you, you, you become Magnum and you just, <laughs> you don't let people stick in your butt. You know? Yeah. So I, you know, and it's just like, I don't know. I, it, it, you're, you're technically, you're just a consumer. You're 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 paying to use someone else's invention is what yeah, it is. You're, you're, you're a sheep. Yeah, exactly. You're following the herd. So you have to do what like what you're saying and take what they're giving you and see if you can make some cash with it. I think it's a great. I think it's a great thing. I mean, yeah. 
I've seen the potential in podcasting since the beginning of it. Of course, that, that hasn't stopped me from making zero pennies at doing it. But I think That's, you got to love doing it before you can even think about doing going to the next level. Because once you start to make some money, you're held accountable a little bit for doing to, to get it fucking done. Yeah, it's if you look at Kevin Smith, all right, with his film Red State, and I've said this on the podcast before, he took something he loved doing, making movies. He switched, he flipped the script and saying, at Sundance this year, saying, uh, I'm not going to sell it to a movie, a big, a big studio. I'm going to do it on my own. And he, was, he, he has succeeded. He made his money back plus some. That's why he's releasing it uh, nationwide. But he's not doing it in movie theaters. He's doing it on video on demand, streaming. Uh, uh, I forgot what streaming service it's going to be streamed on. So he's, I mean, he's taken the two big uh, factors in, move, in a movie, selling it to a movie uh, company, a movie studio, and then trying to get it in movie theaters. Yeah, I mean... If if that's the model that uh, that you saw coming a mile away with the recording industry, I mean, there's there's a bunch of middlemen out there who make a lot of money and get their names uh, at the beginning of movies. Who really all they do is open up their pockets to give you a little bit of cash up front to make the movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, the middlemen, as we've seen, like I, said, I mean, the whole Trent Reznor Nine Inch Nails thing that they did a couple of years ago. I thought that was freaking beautiful. It was a genius what that guy did. Yeah, he released, I think it was last year, I think it was like 400 gigs of concert footage, free. Yeah, and he, I mean, and he, he basically told his fans, you can edit it any which way you want. You get your own experience. I'm not charging a fucking dime. Yeah, and that's the way things are. I mean, and I guess for me, you know, people have asked me what the whole point of doing the podcast, doing the Going Deep show is. And I've always said a million times, the show, as long as I have a microphone anywhere near me, is never going to die. Never will. The house, this place could burn to the ground. It, as long as I have a phone or I can find a way to record something, there'll be, there'll be one of the our crazy idiot voices in front of the microphones and and i think it hit me over the weekend i was talking to or just midweek with uh dimples dimples mcdonough she came uh, she went to lunch and uh we had a little heart to heart discussion about her, her coming um, on the show and things like this and what boils down to is in the long run what i am is uh someone who likes to journal things i mean it, i wouldn't say i'm a journalist cuz i don't like to write as much as i like to just I think guys are that way. There's some guys that are writers and they're journalists and all that. For me, I like to just, I like to say it. I like to just get it recorded, make somebody laugh, you know, and and, and remember the times that happened. I mean, we've been releasing these reruns on Fridays and last week we had a full rerun week. And it's hilarious to just go back and listen to that stuff and remember all these things. So when it boils down to for me, I do the show mainly. So that everybody can just relive the past. That's that's what it is. Living in the past, man. Yep. Okay. So let's uh, let's get back to more techy techy talk, man. I I have uh, you and I had a discussion a while back about um, what streaming box 
we should have uh, connected to our television. And over the past probably month or so, maybe even longer, people have been clamoring and saying rumors about that Apple coming out with an actual television. What do you, I don't what, see. I don't see that happening. Um, I just got uh, the Roku box released a uh, their second iteration, and I love it. It's um, HD right out of the box. It's just it blows the Apple TV out of the uh, out of. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the one that has the little controller motion gaming yes. stuff in it and, and all yes. that? Yes. That one, because what does it have, like Angry Birds or some stuff on that? And yeah, it has right now only Angry Birds, but. Still. Freaking my kid loves that damn Angry Birds. I caught Red the other day. She's playing the Angry Birds. I can't get past this level. <laughs> I can't, I, I've only played it a couple times. It does get a little, you get a little addicted to it, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's it was one of those, uh, I shouldn't say flash in the pan, but it hit at the right time. And. Rovio, the creator, is making millions and millions of dollars off of that. I'm a fan of the Roku. I have a Roku upstairs. We watch our Netflix on it. I watch Twit on there. I uh, yeah. th- I do a lot of uh, what is it? Pa- I do some Pandora streaming audio out of that thing. I mean, it's a it's a good little box. I think Red got it from someone who she was working with for like forty nine or fifty bucks. It was it was it's not the HD one. It's it, this is a couple years old. But man, this sucker just it it just works. I, I like it a lot. I, I like it. I got the top of the line, which was only ninety nine bucks, and you get so much. It's like HD, uh, HDMI port, uh, Ethernet. It's all. I mean, for ninety nine freaking bucks. Yeah, you can't, you can't beat that shit. Now the the Apple TV one. I have a really old Apple TV. It's sitting here in the studio. I don't even have it hooked up. Um, but the, one of the things I've wanted to do with it for a while is is uh, get another television hook this up to it and then synchronize the um, photo feed from the show to the TV and studio. So for instance, when we're talking about um, midget porn or some crazy ridiculous uh, thing on the show that I can actually just give the remote to somebody and they can just click through the pictures on on the screen while we're doing the show so that you know, we if I have multiple cams, I want to get multiple cameras hooked up in the new studio, and then um, have a wide shot where you can see the, the this TV hooked to the Apple TV in studio too, so we can flip through the images. Everybody can see everything. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think for yeah. for that purpose, I think it would work out just just fine. Uh, but the one thing that I've been really really wanting is an extra uh, display, an extra monitor, and the one I'm looking at is the dual, the one that's a TV, an HD TV, and computer to monitor in one I, I forget who it's by is it by samsung maybe can't i can't remember which what the hell one it is but that's the thing this shit changes so quick yeah um what i would do i would get um what's what size tv are you looking at well if i were to get a separate tv a tv specifically for in studio viewing for everybody to see it would probably be I don't know, 42 maybe. But if I, the, what I want the dual screen for is probably another 24 inch monitor to put next to the two 24s I already have and be able to hook uh, a laptop to it. Um, and, but be able to hit a button and just switch to, to TV, you know, so I can watch okay. TV on it while I'm working. But, you know, again, you got to have money to do that. <laughs> Which. 
Um, believe it or not, a good place to go look at TVs is Costco. If you go look in their scratch and dent section. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's, a bad uh, idea. We're poor here through? at the Going Deep show. We're poor. We're putting all, all of our right. money into this studio. Uh, today, I was... Uh, here, here's the thing, okay? I want to get this off my chest because I've been really... Today, I texted Magnum. I'm like, hey, Mags, you should have... Uh, you should be here helping me paint this shit. See, here's everybody. I'm, I'm the fucking jack of all trades here. I got to make sure all the wires are hooked up. I make sure all the buttons are happening, the cameras. Come up with the show notes, get the music, make sure everything's working, try to host. And then afterwards, when all this shit's done, I play intern and I get all the processing done. I put the files where they need to go. I make sure everything's happening. Then, after that even, Mags has got me on the old uh, construction crew. So I'm out in the freaking studio. Putting damn drywall up and painting and doing all this shit, so it's 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 looking good. It's looking real good. I, I painted the uh, three. Uh, I have almost the entire room painted, and uh, the next big step is uh, I have a ladder, an attic ladder that's got to get moved, and then carpet and ceiling, man. And we're we're ready to move. So it's 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 looking good. But the project has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, but not. You got to look at the end goal. You get your own studio. Yeah. Nice studio. It'll be good. It'll be sweet. Um, for the last couple of shows, you've been uh, mentioning your bow socks, man. Yep. They're uh, doing good this year. I thought at the beginning of the season they were going to suck ass, but they pulled it out. We're pulling it out. But I'm, we're, I hope I hope the uh, Tigers and, uh, and them can hook up in the postseason. That would be awesome to... Uh, have a little, have a little uh, trash talking going back and forth. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah. So what is what else happened in the tech world, dude? I, I was listening to Leo today, and uh, they have that security now show. Yeah. You, you talk about wanting to feel like I. Oh my god. I sometimes I feel like I'm a little nerdy, but I listen to that for five seconds and I'm like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Well, Steve Gibson was has been in the. He wrote uh, Spinrite, which is a uh, disk utility tool. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that guy is just, he's a, a geek god among geek gods. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, you, you could, could not toss any question past that guy. And of no. course, then you have some of these IT guys who are, who are dealing with, uh, like, you know, big intranets and all this stuff, calling them out on certain things. And it's just like, dude, ugh. I just it it makes me feel like oh my god I'm not quite as uh, as geeky as these guys but for some reason though I sat I listened to the entire damn show and I was just sitting there trying to keep up with it you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, that's why I, I like the Twit Network because it's programming it's not like um, do you remember Tech TV oh yeah big time it's not like it's it's not like a cable or network. Uh, network. You don't have to please uh, your the president, CEO, board members, and shit. If they don't like your show, you're yanked. Yeah, yeah. At Twit, they try stuff, and it's all of it is niche markets. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, that that new studio that they built, they were talking about today, and how a lot of that uh, equipment and stuff like that, they they have become partners with those guys and. You know, creating this, uh, that, yeah. that studio is fucking amazing. I mean, it, yeah. it's just it, sweet. 
His internet connection is, I think it's 32 megs up and down asymmetrical. <laughs> That's at least, I, I, I dare guess how much that is a month. God, I, I cannot even imagine. I couldn't even imagine. See, the thing is, for us, though, you know, the ideal situation here with what we got going is I want to have um, a 24-7 streaming station of all of our stuff all the time. So I don't know if we need all, all that much to do that. No. See, but he see, he does video, too. So yeah. you have to have bigger pipes. So you got to smoke bigger pipes, man. Got yeah, bigger that's pipes. what Everybody, the kid, this is going deep show. This has been a really nerdy edition of the program, peeps. This is kind of like you know what you know what I have. Here's my idea with this. <clears throat> I'm thinking uh, one of these days a week we divide up the show into uh, three ten minute segments. First ten minutes we do uh, some sports talk. Second ten minutes we do some geeky talk, and then the third ten minutes we do uh, some like dirty, nasty horror porno talk or something. So we mix it up a bit. I'm thinking. This could be the beginning of an offshoot of shows, um, one of which I believe could be uh, Juice. Juice has been talking about doing a sports show and J-Mac doing a sports show, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, everybody, if you want to call and complain about the uh, more nerdy edition of the Going Deep Show, you do it, you fuckers. We if you do that, and if you do that, prepare to get annually raped by me. Yes, we're going to stick our mouse up your butthole. Uh, but I'm the kid. GoingDeepShow.com. Visit it. And call us up. 206-202-DEEP. Everybody chill to the next one.